Hello, and thank you for tuning into Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, Mum to Amandine and Elwood. If you are new here, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life as a mum of two. Sharing all the highs and all the lows, not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, experts in their fields, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and being part of today's conversation. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Mum Talk. I'm not going to introduce it as a series because I don't know where I'm going with this um, currently and I wanted it to be like the good old days. I wanted to just log on record the podcast, check in with you guys, see, you know, what you're up to, share what's going on for us. Anyway, I started to record the podcast earlier and I swiftly turned it off because I realised it was not full of any useful information. I jumped on Instagram and asked our community there what you wanted to hear on the next podcast and you seriously came up with the goods. So thank you so much. So today is going to be full of lots of different topics. I will list them all out when I post about it on Instagram so you can see and follow along and if you want to skip along then you can. But thank you. I really appreciate it when our community comes together and helps me out. I was explaining on Instagram that uh, when I first started the podcast in 2018 when Amandine was in my tummy, there were very, very few motherhood podcasts. In fact, I think it was just Happy Mum, Happy Baby and also, but she pretty much started around I think exactly the same time as me actually because uh, I didn't know about it and then another one which was about pregnancy but it was about the medical side of pregnancy and birth and I didn't particularly want to listen to that I wanted to stay naive to a lot of the sides um, of pregnancy and birth so I came up with this podcast to share the answers to my personal questions And now there are so many motherhood podcasts that I've found that we're all having the same guests, we're all asking the same questions, and it's getting quite samey. And I started the podcast to help, and if those questions are already out there being answered, and I might have covered them already, but if they're being covered a second time, I don't want to be re-putting out there the same stuff uh, as, as everybody else. So... I'm not entirely sure where this series of the podcast is going. So if you have any thoughts, please jump onto our community on Instagram, which is just Mum Talk Podcast. Send me a DM or I'll be talking about it quite a bit in stories. So drop me a note there, whatever's easiest. Um, With any suggestions that you think uh, might be great for how we continue on with Mum Talk in the most helpful, supportive way to everybody. Anyway. After that, I just had to explain what a podcast was to Amandine and I really did a very poor job. So as I went to bed, I said, I'm going to be in the other room. As she went to bed, as I went to bed, I wish. As she went to bed, um, I said, I'm just going to be in the other room. You might hear me chatting. She's like, why are you talking? (laughs) I'm recording a podcast, darling. Why? what's What's a podcast? She actually said, what's a car park? She thought I said car park. what's a car park? I said, no, darling, a podcast is where I talk, talk to people. He said, but there's no one in the house. Oh, I know. I I, I talk to them online so they can listen uh, in their own time. They can listen to me talking. 
why do you want to talk to other people? Anyway, this went on for a little while. Uh, and I yeah, did a very poor job at explaining what I do. <laughs> Gosh. So, where are we at in life? What are we up to? Uh, Elwood is, what is he, 15 months? Is he 15 months? God, May, June, July, August. 15, 15 months uh, on the 21st of this month. He is officially being, being breastfed longer than Amandine. He is the size of a two-year-old. I'm not even kidding. He is the size of a two-year-old. He is in two-year-old clothes already. He is bigger than a lot of my friend's two-year-olds. He is walking slash almost running. He is one shoe size smaller than Amandine. So Amandine is four. Yes, she's petite. She's a girl. But um, Amandine is seven and a half and he is six and a half going on seven. <laughs> it's just the differences are crazy. Elwood is into climbing everything. Everything. He will, we have a, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? The, the name is just gone out of my head butler's sink is that what it's called a butler's sink you know it's farmhousey sinks where the, the um it's like a ceramic white sink i think that's what it is anyway we have one of those in our house and he will literally hold on to the edge and pull his entire body weight up and bring his feet underneath him if he let go of his hands it would be awful because we have a tiled floor all of downstairs and he would crack his oh it just isn't bad thinking about but he is pulling himself up on everything. He jumps onto the stool and he turns on the tap in the bathroom and tries to copy Amandine brushing her teeth. It is adorable, but I am having heart failure most days, um, numerous times a day. <laughs> Amandine is just wonderful. Her character is really showing through. She loves to sing. She loves to memorise songs. It actually amazes me how far she memorises songs really does um she pretty much sings her bedtime songs to herself now with me there but she goes no mommy I want to sing it I want to sing it um and I am still singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer all year round this song happens uh so when it gets round to Christmas that will be one thing I'm looking forward to that it is actually season specific so I'm quite looking forward to that but yeah she sings her own songs which is super cute but the one thing she hates doing is sharing. And she's still really rough with Elwood. It's tricky. One of my friends gave me some really good advice. If Elwood is coping with it, leave it. Because I just feel like I'm telling Amandine off the whole time. But And I, and I feel like a really bad mum for doing it. I'm constantly going, be careful, don't push him. Why did you push him? Why did you hit him? You know, <laughs> Share your toys. I know they're yours, but you need to learn to share, blah, blah, blah. And it's really difficult. Because, of course, they are her toys. And we do have some Elwood-specific toys which were bought for him. But not many, because most of our toys can be re... You know, they're, they're Amandine's toys, which we never got rid of. So, yes. And any time Elwood has something, even if Amandine hasn't played with it for years, she has never been interested in her scooter, ever. She's only ever wanted to ride her bicycle. And now all of a sudden, because Elwood's taken an interest to the scooter, Amandine wants to use the scooter all the time and not her bicycle. I mean, it is so frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. 
Um, but they are her things. So it's just trying to find that balance of not turning her off all the time. But anyway, my friend's advice was fantastic. If Elwood is dealing with it and, you know, she gives him a shove and he gets back up and he's giggling, then it's okay. Or maybe don't step in that time. But if she gives him a shove and he takes a while to get up and he clearly isn't very happy or he cries, then we need to have words. And to be honest, in the evening when she gets very overexcited, we have actually done the naughty step a few times because she will just shove and shove and shove and push him over all on the soft grass. So it's all very fun and games, but it's not something that um, I feel like it could get out of hand very quickly. It's not going to be long though until he can shove her right back and she is not going to like that. Anyway, I was going to talk about me first, but obviously, because that's what we do, isn't it, as mums, we focus on our children first and we come last. (laughs) So I might as well just carry on with the um, kid section of the podcast, essentially, that I was going to talk about. So you guys asked me loads of questions. Um, And one of them was uh, everyday routines and what our routine looked like. So I thought I'd share that with you. Obviously, it's really hot right now. So, and it's summer holidays. So what we've been doing, Hendrik hasn't been at work for a while. So I'm very lucky that um, I have him at home with me. So what we've been tending to do is go out in the mornings. Um, we will leave kind of around nine-ish and then Elwood will have like a 20 minute nap in the car ready for wherever we are for our morning activity whether it be the beach or one of our local parks or um, a forest walk we we tend to do something naturey in the morning and then we come back we have lunch we do naps because Amandine still naps at almost four years old although I feel like we could be starting to see the end of that. Although she took a really big nap today, but yesterday she asked to listen to her Yoto, um, which hopefully I'll have a a new discount code for you soon, because I know the link isn't working right now for the Yoto, but they've changed all their um, affiliate link stuff, so hopefully I'll have another one, which will actually give you a bigger discount. So if you're after a Yoto, hold out until I get that for you. I'll share it on Instagram, on Mum Talk Podcast. Um... But yeah, she asked to listen to her Yoto and um, have the white noise on at the same time. So I think she took about a 20 minute nap after uh, listening to her Yoto. So that was actually really nice. Um, So we come back for naps and then the rest of the day we normally just spend in the garden or we might have some friends over last minute, come and have a garden party or um, come over and I'll just cook uh, sausages and salads and we'll just have a big tea so at least one set of parents aren't cooking (laughs) and we'll get the paddling pool out that kind of thing that's what we've been doing recently um so yeah afternoons are mostly at home because I don't know about you but Elwood is at that point where he naps kind of for two hours ish an hour and a half two hours in the afternoon so by the time he's done by half past two three o'clock ish There's only a couple of hours until it's time to cook dinner. So by the time he's had a snack and Amandine's had a snack, there's just no no time to get out and then back and end up having a really late dinner. I also find with Elwood um, is if I get him to bed at kind of 6.30ish, there's a window essentially. If I can catch that window, then 
bedtime is so much easier. I'm just hearing whistling outside. You might be able to hear that too. I'm really sorry, but it is baking in the house because it's so hot. So the window is open. So I apologize if there's extra noise on this podcast or the sound isn't as good. Um, but I cannot be in this room without the, uh, window open because it's boiling. Anyway, so Elwood will, I normally try and leave at least four hours between the end of his nap and going to bed. So actually he woke up because Amandine cried at the end of her nap. I'm not sure why. I think actually, I think it was because she was really hot and sweaty and she just didn't like being hot and sweaty. I think that's why she was crying. But it woke him up. So he actually woke up only an hour and a quarter after a nap. Um, after his nap so yeah he was in bed by 6 30 which was actually wonderful because I went downstairs did my online food shop uh, came back upstairs sang Amandine's songs and now I'm getting to record the podcast and it's still light outside and the house is breezy with the air running through <laughs> I feel like I've actually had an evening which is so nice because recently Elwood's been going to bed at maybe 7 30 Amandine won't go to bed until 8 30 um, and then, you know, by the time I've had a shower, it's half past nine and cleared up and everything. Um, and it just takes the evening completely away because I like to be in bed by half past nine to go to sleep at 10 o'clock after I'm done reading my book. Not that much reading book has been happening. I've been doing a lot of Instagram scrolling, which has been quite detrimental. So I'm trying to scale back on that. In fact, if you follow me on Emma Jolan, I'm trying to shut down that account. But I'm struggling <laughs> to shut it down, actually. It says you can temporarily deactivate it, and that's what I want to do. But I, te- I, I deactivate it, and then my phone logs into it without me asking it to log in. Oh, it's just been a complete nightmare. And if you log in back in, then it reactivates your account. It's, and then you can only do that once a week. So, ugh, so annoying. But I essentially... Um, This is a topic I'm asked about quite a lot, actually. Not this time, but asked about quite a lot. I deactivated it, or I'm trying to, because I found now the kids are older and there are people following me on there who I don't feel comfortable about. Um, You know, you this might sound really judgmental, but it's generally men. Um, And they are people with a very odd profile picture and then zero following or zero photos or and I just I don't I do not like that so I'm just desperately trying to shut that account down and I've taken my family account private um so if you're a friend or family listening and you haven't yet done uh followed me over at the the Jolins <laughs> sounds really arsy but it's not meant to be it's just meant to be easy to find <laughs> but when you say it out loud I sound a bit like a pretentious dick um (laughs) anyway so that's our everyday routine that tends to be what we do the kids tend to wake up around well Elwood at the moment six o'clock but between six and seven so that's not too bad Elwood is not sleeping through the night so when I last spoke to you I think uh we were coming back from France and we'd had a horrendous time in France with Elwood's sleep he was waking up multiple times a night I barely got any sleep And I vowed that he would be sleeping through the night by the time we went back. We go back in a couple of weeks and uh, he is not yet sleeping through because it just seems like every time he does for a night or two, you can probably now hear our sprinklers. It's a very good job. We don't have a water hose pipe ban yet down here because 
my husband's grass would not get the care that he wants to give it. Um, but they're actually sprinklers for our tomatoes and our vegetable patch. Yeah, so every time Elwood sleeps through, it's maybe once or twice, and then something will happen. He'll get poorly, we'll have a really big heat wave, so he'll wake up because he's hot and sweaty, and he wants to drink something, he doesn't want the water, so he kicks off, and he has to have boobs, so I end up feeding him because I need to keep the house quiet. Ooh, ugh. So it's, there's always something, <laughs> and it's so frustrating that I just don't feel like I can get good, solid, solidified sleep. Anyway, <sighs> worst case scenario, I'm not having another France this time we go. Um, so worst case, Amandine will have to sleep down with Hendrik for a while, and Elwood will just have to cry it out for a bit because I can't, I cannot, I cannot do that again nope no no um so yeah that's our kind of everyday routines and our day-to-day -day with the kids um lots of you asked about kind of getting the kids out on adventures and what adventures do we do and it's really funny because I suppose from from when you're looking in on our lives it does look like we have these wonderful adventures and we're always out and about with the kids and we are but Hendrik and I still go to bed every night thinking, are we doing enough? Are we doing enough that's different for the kids? Are we giving them enough adventures? Are we, you know, because we're not, we're not, the, we don't camp. Um, and I think at this time of year, I'm always thinking, oh, should we be doing camping or something? I never camped as a child. I don't feel like I missed out. Um, Hendrix is certainly not a camper. I would do it, but I, I'm not a camper. We don't, you know. Um, and I feel like that's like your typical, really wonderful family memory activity. Um, but we, we have our spots that we go to. And, you know, we do live in Devon, and I keep having to say this to myself. We live, we're incredibly privileged to live in a place where people come on holiday to create their memories. And so our day-to-day -day adventures are what people come down to do when they go on holiday. So I think that's why Hendrik and I question, oh, is, that, is, is this enough? Are we doing enough? Because it is our day-to-day. -day. And I know that might sound a bit odd, I probably haven't phrased it very well or worded it very well. Um, but I think that's how we feel, how we feel. <laughs> and because essentially when we go to France, we're going home. We're going to Hendrik's home. We're going to spend time with his family. Um, again, that feels... I'm very, very privileged to say this, but it feels very normal and very kind of on repeat for us. Um, because it's just part of our lives because Hendrik is French and his family lives in France so yes we do still feel that kind of parenting anxiety of oh are we doing enough are we doing enough for the kids you know are they getting enough adventure but we love getting out for adventures I did have a question and I'm not entirely sure if it's about tips on getting them out for adventures big and small or how to get them out on adventures big and small small to be honest, most of our life is outside. I would say 99.9% .9 of it is outside. So the 
Amandine's always up. Elwood doesn't get a choice. Um, but Amandine is always up for doing things mostly. But she's also she also loves to be at home, which is why we tend to have afternoons always at home. Um, but it's relatively easy to get them out. And uh, what always works with Amandine if she's not feeling feeling into a walk or whatever is we go treasure hunting so we find all the treasures and then we come home and line up all her treasures and she loves doing that we take a backpack and fill it full of treasures like pine cones and different leaves and uh, we go blackberry picking at this time of year all those kinds of things um just simple but to them it's massive because you know they're only three almost four years old and one <laughs> um local places that you enjoy with children in the heat so this was another question uh so local to me in the heat would always be the beach although the beach right now is absolutely ramoed we went down to our local beach and it was heaving at 8.30. We couldn't actually get parked. I have never had to park in the actual car park at the beach before. And I did this time. Um, it was rammed. And actually not that enjoyable. Because it was it's hard enough keeping your eyes on both mobile children anyway at the beach. But I had to look round people to see Amandine. And I didn't enjoy that. Because Elwood was playing... I had to let go of Elwood to try and find Amandine. It was just, no, it just wasn't that enjoyable. And the beach for me is a very peaceful, calm place. Um, so I, I, we actually got changed by the car where it wasn't sandy, ran down into the water, had a dip, come back and went home. <laughs> That's what we did because I couldn't do anything else. Um, we also have this wonderful park near us where there's lots of trees, there's a huge playground, but there's lots of bits of shade. Um, then there's also up on Woodbury Common, um, loads and loads of forest up on Woodbury Common. Uh, so, and that kind of area, the East Devon area, loads of woodland. Um, so we tend to walk in the forests a lot when it's this hot. So... I would say there are key local places when it's hot, the beach. Although we had friends around the other day and they said they just popped to Ikea <laughs> because it had aircon and they had a really nice, very, very quiet, because no one was in Ikea, stroll around Ikea. Why not? Went to the garden centre this morning. Wasn't cool because obviously the garden centre is greenhouses. Um, but it was still really nice and it was still in the shade and it was nice having a bit of a browse and yeah just relaxing supermarkets a good place if you want to get cool and just have a browse but summer holidays quite rammed life milestones um are there any big key ones so elwood is full-on walking or running now trying to run um amandine has she hit any milestones well she's starting nursery in september and we are oh i just i i'm nervous to kind of she's all booked in for two mornings a week but every time I mention it, she's like, no, I don't want to go. I'm not going to nursery. I'm not going to school. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> I think I'm just going to say play, kind of play group because I think she might have attached the word nursery as something she doesn't want to do. I'm not entirely sure, really. Um, but I might just say, oh, we're going to go and play at play group for the morning. 
and see how it goes. One of the days I've signed her up is actually a forest school morning type style thing. So I think that'll be really cool for her um, because she'll be taking direction from other people outside when she's only really had it from us. We did forest school quite a while ago with Amandine through the winter. I mean, who who's crazy enough to do it through the winter? But I was. And I, to be honest, I didn't really enjoy it that much. And I'm not sure Amandine did either. She's a very clean... She's very clean. She doesn't like to be dirty. And I remember we made these mud faces on the trees. She was so not into that. There was no way her fingers were going in that mud. It's ridiculous. But if we go to Greendale's or something like that, which is a local kind of farm shop, but it's got some animals that you walk around, which is really great. Not good in the heat. If you're local, don't go to Greendale's when it's hot. It is boiling there. Absolutely boiling. Um... But she will just sit on this, as will Elwood actually, they'll just sit on the stone, stones pathway round and they'll just literally rub their hands and their feet in the dust and the stones and they get filthy, filthy, far, far dirtier than forest um, walk and far dirtier if it was raining <laughs> because the dust just goes everywhere, doesn't it? In their ears, up their noses. I mean, it's a full on dunk in the bath situation crazy um so that's how the kids are really I hope that's given you a bit of an update about the children I'll move on to me <laughs> because I also think that you know what a lot of mum talk the podcasts have focused a lot on the children the children's milestones yes pregnancy but it's all around the baby and the children and I think it's only really now where I've started to actually open up more about the motherhood side and mum side of mum talk um Lots of you have asked about my running journey, because uh, that's quite been quite a big thing, actually. Although sitting here, I haven't been able to go this week. Hendrik had to fly back to France very early on this week, um, literally just for one night. And it threw me a bit. Um, so I haven't run this week, so I've got to do a big run next week, about an 18-kilometre run, which I can't say I'm looking forward to, because it's still meant to be quite hot. But I'll just have to do a really early morning one. Um, I did a 16k last week, which was running from our home um, all the way down to the sea, which was magical. I loved it. I removed all pressure um, off myself, any times, any uh, pace, everything. I just removed all the pressure and just enjoyed it. I stopped when I wanted to stop to check the map, check my route. Um, I didn't want to go off course because I was meeting the kids down and I'd been quite particular with my ETA and I didn't want to, Hendrik being a pilot, I didn't want to mess that one up because he's quite specific on ETAs and if you say you're going to arrive at a time, you arrive at a time. Um, so I didn't want to um, get lost. And also I didn't want to run up any, it's very hilly round where we live. Um, living in Devon and I didn't want to run up any hills unnecessarily just to come back down again so I did stop a few times and I listened to podcasts actually for the first time on my long run and it was great it was really good really enjoyed um Holly from who is who is the founder of Not on the High Street she has done a podcast Comfort Life for me remember what it's called right now in conversation or something something like that 
Um, and she was talking to Fern Cotton about motherhood and business and the Happy Place Festival, all that kind of stuff. And it was great listen. And I loved it. But when that finished, I needed to look for another podcast or just um, go to another one. So I stopped and did that. And my watch wasn't working at one point. So I stopped and did that. And it was just great. The um, My pelvic floor at the end was Better than I thought it would be during running. I've never had an issue, thank goodness, touch wood, with leaking or anything like that. But I have felt heavy in my pelvic floor and that's exactly what happened immediately when I stopped running. I became really heavy in my pelvic floor, um, quite achy, like when I was standing up um, at, in the in skate park with Amandine. I just felt like I really needed to sit down because I just felt really draggy and aching. So I've been trying, not very hard, this week to scale up my pelvic floor a little bit. Um, I've signed up to a trail half marathon in October. (laughs) So that's what I'm aiming for. Hendrik doesn't know about this yet. But that's what I'm aiming for, hence the longer runs. I just wanted to have something to spur me on so I don't kind of... Because I do get, I get to this point where I'll do a long run and I'll be like, oh, I accomplished a really long run. That's awesome. I'm going to stop now. Um, Or I'll find myself not running for three or four weeks and then I'll lose all of the fitness and the progress that I'd made. So I thought, well, I'll sign up to something. And you know what? With it being a trail run, no one cares about your time. It is purely about enjoying it. And it is the, it is a coastal trail. It's a route that I know. There is a flipping gigantic hill or two that I have to get up and then a really on the way back a really long long slowly sloping up hill I'm not looking forward to that I but that's the other thing about trail running you can walk nobody cares you can walk it and there's a five hour cut off on this half marathon now I'm not going to need that famous last words but if I did it's still an accomplishment it's still the first time I would have ever run a half marathon I have done it after having two babies my kids only one and four um I'm in an incredibly lucky position to have a healthy body that is hopefully capable of doing such a long run slash walk um so yeah that's that's where I'm at with my running and mentally it's been awesome it really has I haven't wanted to do a lot of the runs especially the ones around my village I just find them really boring now but if I it just helps me clear my head I'm in such a better mood with everybody especially Hendrik if I get to do my run he hasn't quite understood this yet (laughs) that if I go on my run I'm going to be in a better mood Um, but it has really helped it has really really helped so I would encourage you if you're thinking about getting back into running or maybe starting running if it's something that you enjoy and it's it's really really difficult to create the time to do it I won't lie it is really hard especially in this heat because basically your early morning is your only time to do it I find anyway unless you want to feel like absolute death whilst doing it because even the evenings they're so hot um, and that's the, getting so much darker, isn't it, the evenings? 
Anyway, I'm going to keep whittling on through the topics because I'm already seeing I'm clocking half an hour on this podcast. Um, one of you asked what to wear, and especially when it's hot. I wasn't sure if this was mum, like you as a mum, or kids. So I'm going to answer both. <laughs> My favourite thing, favourite thing to wear when it's hot, are a pair of linen dungarees. Breastfeeding friendly, super airy and floaty. You could even go commando in them. I mean, I don't, but you could. Um, you can just wear like a little bralette underneath or a tiny little strap top if it's hot. Or you could just wear a pretty kind of, I've got these Bimbi and Roy bras, which are really pretty and they look a bit like a bikini top. They can totally pass a swimwear, but you could wear that. Um, but I love those for mums, um, especially if you are conscious of um, your tummy area, which, you know, I think is quite natural to be. Um, or if you're conscious about your new body shape, because we are not the same body shape after we have had children, then I think dungarees are just the bomb. Even linen ones are just brilliant for the summer. Um, what else? Little summer dresses, again, just really cool and easy. But my, my top one is linen dungarees. Get yourself a pair of linen dungarees. You'll wear them like every day. Uh, and kids, <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt, skirt and a t-shirt, little dress. Uh, Amandine's quite a tomboy. I don't know whether that's my influence or her own. I think it's mine. Seeing as Hendrik and I buy all of her clothes, it's probably ours. Unintentionally, though. We've never been one to dress her in little dresses and stuff because we've just found them wholly impractical. I think it's probably because of where we live and she loves riding her bike and she loves getting dirty in the forest. It just isn't particularly practical. Although she's really taken to wearing this like cute little skirt um, and her riding her bike in it is just really funny because it just looks hilarious. Anyway, um, yeah, or Elwood wears a little pair of shorts or he's got linen dungarees too to keep him um, cool. Oh, one thing I would share with you, Zara Kids Quality has gone seriously downhill. I don't know if any of you would agree with that, but I have bought, I bought him a literally a couple of linen, one pair of linen dungarees and something else from Zara. The linen dungarees fell apart after two wears. So I called up and I sent them back and I asked for a refund. And then I bought very, very similar ones for the same price on H&M and the quality was 100% better. Um, and they were expensive, like £18 for, oh, sorry about that, £18 for a pair of dungarees. Um, for kids, uh, linen dungarees, I think is expensive. Um, so, yeah, I was not happy, happy about that. So I don't think I'll be buying much from Zara at the moment because I don't know what's happened, but their quality's gone seriously downhill. Um, what else did you ask me about? Relationship with your other half after baby number two, I feel like I'm going to do a whole podcast on this because I really don't think that it's shared enough. Um, I, I'm not going to lie, Hendrik and I really, really have struggled, are struggling. It's incredibly, incredibly challenging to even have a relationship with your other half when you've got children. Um, we're very short with each other we have very little time for each other. Um, it's really sad that we find ourselves in a place, especially when you make children out of your love for each other and then inadvertently 
that's kind of the killer of your love for each other. But it's very difficult. We're both always so exhausted. We're both so hands-on with the kids. He does so much with the kids. And he also does so much around the house. So much house maintenance. So much. He's always busy. Um, either with the kids, with us coming out with us, or, or with the house. So, you know, in the evening, we both just want our own space. We don't share the same room. Um, we just, we haven't, uh, we didn't with Amandine when she was this age, but I hope that's almost over and then we'll, we'll go back in the same room just because we both agree actually that, um, there's no point in us both being exhausted. And whilst I'm still breastfeeding pretty much, well, exclusively really, uh, I'm the one that needs to get up in the middle of the night to deal with Elwood. So it's a, it's a, it's a decision that both of us made very early on when we had children and one that we're both okay with. I'll never forget this review. There's a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, somebody left a review saying this podcast is like listening to... It clearly wasn't for her, I'll say that. But it basically bad mouths Hendrick for not playing his part. And I think she basically said, oh, I would have got rid of him a long time ago kind of thing. Really kind of quite a nasty comment. Um, especially if you're someone like me who takes everything personally. And I just thought, you know what? You haven't listened to the podcast. You haven't actually listened. Because if you actually listened, you would be well aware of our situation. You would be well aware of the job job that he has and very aware of, aware of the decisions that we made very early on together. This was a decision we made together. This is not something that I have been launched that's been launched at me after having children this was something when I was pregnant with Amandine we discussed and we knew what was right for us and our relationship and how we were going to move forward you know no relate no one's ever going to be the same my sister amazingly has just had her baby I'm going tomorrow to meet him I'm so excited um, but her husband is different and you know her husband is incredibly hands-on at night and um, literally gives her the baby to breastfeed and then settles her and that's fine that's the decision that they've made you know everybody's different you've got to do what's right for you anyway <laughs> so relationships I will talk about this more because I think it's really important but it's one of the reasons why I started going to therapy as well because I wanted to talk to somebody else about you know how we can get back on track how we can find ourselves again and also Hendrick and I have not been on a date, just the two of us, since Amandine was born. So we're looking at four years, four years of not having any time just by ourselves. That's huge. <laughs> that is huge. We've been together for over 10 years now. So four years, four years is actually a big chunk of the time that we've been together. So I do think about it in that respect as well you know it's it's a it's a huge chunk of time where our relationship just like that when Amandine was born completely changed um and then of course we had such a struggle trying to conceive Elwood um that had a huge impact on our relationship absolutely huge um so we're still clawing our way back from that you know but we will continue to claw and um continue to attempt to communicate with each other. I'm not going to lie, it's not easy communicating with a half French, half German 
person. Um, it's not easy. <laughs> what else can I say? Oh, someone asked about relocating from North London to Dorset by the Sea, and should we? Yes, you 100% should. 100%. It'll be totally different. We didn't relocate from London, London. Oh, I suppose we did. Well, we went North London. We were Luton. Um, but I've always... I'm from down here, so... It was, it was coming home for me, but yes, I just, you know, I think there is just something so magical about bringing your kids up by the sea, so I would always say yes, do it in a, in a heartbeat, absolutely do it. So there's, there's a couple of other um, questions, but I'm going to leave them to another podcast, um, because they're specific things about air travel with kids, choosing schools, potty training tips and how to stop breastfeeding Amandine, how I stopped breastfeeding Amandine, um, all of which I have actually covered in previous uh, podcasts. What I'm going to try and do is every week I'm going to try and revisit an old podcast to try and kind of signpost them a little bit because I know it's got quite confusing. There are so many podcasts now. There's like 150 podcasts, I think, and it can be a little bit daunting trying to search through them all. So I might try and spend a little bit of time going through and trying to clump episodes together of what talks about similar things so you can have a listen um because yeah even me looking back at my own podcast I'm like oh crikey that's overwhelming um and then I'm going to put some questions to the community too so about anxious kids and tantrums in older kids school starting age for summer borns defer or not eight months into breastfeeding and um I have to have a breast biopsy on a lump and has anyone else gone through this that was a question that's not me personally um so really brilliant questions that I would like to help as much as I can so I'll put those to the community and I'll explore the other ones um in another podcast maybe next week if you're lucky (laughs) or more like if I get my stuff together anyway Thank you so much for listening to today. I really appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, will you let me know? Will you send me a direct message? Or will you, I don't know, post a comment underneath um, the uh, info on Instagram that I leave just saying that you've listened and whether you enjoyed it or not? Obviously, if you really hated it, don't bother commenting. But um, if you've enjoyed it, then please let me know. And please share it. Because like I said at the beginning of the podcast podcasts that kind of aren't run by celebrities or big famous figures get lost and I'm getting lost I am getting lost and people aren't finding me they're finding the much bigger podcasts and I feel like there's so much information here so much helpful information here um, that I want to be able to support as many people as possible that's all I've ever tried to do so please share it if you're on social media tag me when you share it so I can see that you've shared it and I can share it again um that would just be wonderful. And if you haven't yet left a review where you listen to your podcast, please do that too. It really helps get the podcast out and further up the charts. And if you know you're searching for a podcast, you go into the charts. It's the easiest way of searching. And you have a look at parenting and family, kids and family, and see which podcasts are falling into those charts. And you'll listen to the ones that do, not the ones that don't. Because the ones that don't, don't show up. And then it's very, it's impossible to find them basically. Okay, I'll stop now. Love you all very much. Thank you so much for listening and take care. Bye.